Hey there, Film Buds. Welcome back to the Film Buds podcast. I'm your host, Paul. And I'm Lauren. And we are joined by friend of the show. We haven't had one in a minute. I know. Madeline. Woo! Yeah. Yay. Actually, takes, we haven't... Go ahead. It takes everything within me. Anytime I know I see you wind up to start launching into that intro to not just interject something randomly and fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> It's like the it's like the lead up to the swing in golf, you know, yeah. like right as they start to go, you just want to say something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's like the self control <laughs> I had to do. Very intense. Well, I am glad that you restrained yourself. Yeah, um, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a mulligan could have set us back minutes. Um, <laughs> so true. Precious time. So, uh. No, yeah, you. We haven't had a friend on on the show since I came up with the questionnaire. Yes, which is why I ran it, you know, past you when I first came up with it. Yes. Um. But no, so it's good to have you back on. Since what have you what have you been doing since the last time that you were on the show? I'm trying to think. What was the last episode that you were on? Uh, the Fern Gully one, which I uh, yeah 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 April yeah April, April. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so April was the last wow. time I was on. We talked about, I know it's in a hot minute, Fern Gully. Um, since then, you know, I mean, you know, I've been doing a little writing here and there for screen rants, some general kind of freelance writing and stuff like that. Uh, basically getting cooked to death because I live in Texas and it's hot as hell. Um, and that's about it. <laughs> good, uh, good. So what have you, what have you been <laughs> writing? Why don't you, why don't you tell the listeners what you've been writing over at Screen Rant? What have you been I mean, focusing ra- on? Oh, I mean, random shit, but I mean, <laughs> uh, all kinds of different stuff. I try mostly to focus when I am able to, to like kind of do fun sort of like horror themed lists of things. Um, actually I did a list that was, uh, children's books, like horror themed children's books that have been adapted into like horror movies. And while technically Freaky Friday is not a horror book for children, it is a book for children that has been adapted multiple like a multitude of times, including obviously um, this episode's film. So um, yeah, things things like that. Uh, I did what I think so far my favorite though has been like um, just kind of like 10 obscure horror monsters that more people should know about. And it was like a list that included um, like a murderous tire, a killer dress, a bed, the bed that kills, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, some, some sleep <laughs> tight. Yeah. Well, the, best, the best cinematic bed death that I always think of is uh, Freddy right. versus Jason. Oh yeah. Oh, where it, yeah, yeah, where he folds them in, yeah. Yeah, that's fair, that's fair. Taco uh, bed death. Yeah. <laughs> Taco bed death. There's a couple good ones. And then what is it? Is it uh, Nightmare on Elm Street? Is it the, the first one or the second one where, like, Johnny Depp? Is it the, first. the first one? Yeah, it's the first one where Johnny get, gets sucked into the, into the bed. Yeah, yeah they, uh, they filmed that. Uh, they shot the whole thing. Here's a fun fact about that. They shot the entire room upside down uh, and yeah. just blood through essentially the roof. Yeah. The problem was no one damned any of the set and so all of that fake blood came rushing off and it came out in such a, such a surge that it caused a whole bunch of like unsandbagged lights because they were on a set yeah, there was like a to just go slip sliding over yeah. and just start to explode <laughs> and and it was an entire disaster. They only did Jesus. it one time, and that's the one that's in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was the most expensive shot of the entire movie just because that's of right. the, the equipment destroyed. That's right. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's fantastic. Well, oh, death, gosh. Deathbed, the, the death, it's called <laughs> Deathbed, the bed that eats. And um, <laughs> <laughs> highly recommend it. Um, as the name suggests, it's like a demonic bed, and it like sucks like a the like skin and flesh off of this guy's like hand, and he's got like a little bone hand. It's great. This sounds like a Stephen King cocaine dream. Probably. I mean, it should be. 
It should be. Um, right next to the killer cars. Yeah, yeah, like it's right up there with maximum overdrive, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so uh, some some great, I've been writing some real high high quality content. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you're joining us, of course, on our final episode of Pride Month, July. Uh, you know, is that is that the first Friday of next month? So. This is our final Pride Month episode, just because of a weird calendar. Um, Sometimes calendars are weird. But we're very glad to have you on, and I wanted to have you on because, um, one, I wanted to do a horror episode because uh, horror is such a inclusive genre. You know, it's such a, such a subversive field. Um, so many people have been able to go and do such interesting stuff uh, with the genre really since it began, you know, and sort of coding horror for all sorts of different subversive topics. Um, and also, I knew that you had seen this movie and that you were a fan of it. Yeah. Um, and of course, you also have a, a WGS degree. Uh, that's Thank a you. women and gender studies degree for those of you that, that don't know. We've got a professional here. Yeah, mm. we do. <laughs> <laughs> Madeline, hush. <laughs> We've got a professional here. That's right. That's right. And uh, no, and, and you're always so insightful and, and you're always such a blast to talk about with horror. Um, you've been on like... So many of our horror specific episodes, yeah. honestly. Um, and so it, it just seemed like such a natural fit. Uh, but it is Pride Month. It's our final Pride episode. And again, you know, LGBTQ themes and horror go hand in glove, really. Um, and so I guess before we get too deep into the discussion our, on our main movie, which is Freaky, um, you know, do y'all have any kind of, when you think of horror and you think of particularly queer horror, what are some movies that come to mind? Do you have any favorites? We'll start Jennifer's, with Madeline. Uh, I was going to say Jennifer's Body, <laughs> I think, um, which everyone totally, I feel like, hated. They shit on that movie so hard when it came out, right? but it was great. I, and I loved it. Um, and I think, you know, there, yeah, obviously, like, it's, very queer um i think that's you know, one of the first horror movies that you and i like saw in theaters because i was yeah. kind of a late horror bloomer yeah and so i yeah. think that was one of the first ones that you and i saw specifically together yeah and i and i loved it um and yeah and i think it's like i think that's i think jennifer's body some some great queer horror personal yeah. um i mean i think if you want to talk to a little bit like rocky horror is oh um, yeah Mm -hmm. Some great queer horror in there as well. Because um, it's a horror comedy musical. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's the best of all worlds. And it's very, <laughs> really? it's very queer. It's, uh, <laughs> all over the place. Really. Um, yeah, so I think, let's see, that one's one I, I obviously, like, really, really loved. Um, I'm trying to think if there's, like, another one in particular where I was, like, oh, The Perfectionist I, I enjoyed. Um, I don't know if you've saw, if you've seen, if you've saw, I know words. Um, <laughs> I write good. <laughs> I write professionally, people pay me money. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, so I think like that, I enjoyed, um, like if there's anything else in particular. Oh, okay. And they're totally campy and really cheesy and there are aspects of them that I do find problematic, but uh, Fear Street, obviously, you know, which is pretty recent. Um, yeah, that's some, some good queer horror, though, and they do it without, you know, killing their gays, so. No, that's fair. Um, I, uh, for me, the two of the big ones that came out from, like, the last few months of horror watching you know from like our our slasher spectacular until now uh some of the ones that came to mind for me were nightmare on elm street 2 freddy's revenge oh i forgot all about that yeah. I was, it's, I've been... it's very very um gay coded 
Yeah. Um, and especially when you get into like the leather club scenes and, and some of that sort of yeah. stuff, you know, I think that that one really sort of gets into it and like the, the sort of like bondage death of the, of the gym teacher. Oh yeah. And like the showers, right? Yeah. 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 Who's like the, the sort of, um, pedophile, you know, yeah, figure. Yeah. I think that mm-hmm. that's all very, very much in that vein. Um, and then another one that came to mind was uh, Titan. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, haven't, I still haven't seen that, which I need to. Oh, it's so up your alley. You're going to love know. it. I, I really know that you are. Like, you're, I really know you're going to love it. You're never going to unsee it. I'm going to tell you that. It, it just drifts through <laughs> my mind every once in a while. Not in any particular direction. Every once in a while, it's literally just like, and there's a little bit of Tam. That's right. Like it's it just <laughs> sort right. of even if it's just a, a little sort of snippet of an actor's face in a particular shot, it just yeah. every once in a while just kind of it's like an drifts earworm. on through. You know, yeah. remember that yeah. scene? Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> yeah. Um, but that one honestly almost kind of starts to touch on some of the similar themes of Freaky. Yeah. You know, which is this sort of bodily transition. Yeah, and that's like a, a lot of what I um, made note of when I was going through and watching it was this sort of like um, idea of like transformation and specifically sort of like embodiment um, and like what that means for each of those characters. Plus, like I think when you're looking to it, like. Um, Obviously, so, like, the two main characters, they, they swap. And I think unlike most other Freaky Fridays where it's, like, the mom and the daughter, they switch. Um, it's, a, all... it's a big switch. Yeah. yeah. I mean, one is, like, a teenage girl, and one is, like, a middle-aged male serial killer. So, very different people. Um, but, no, it's also, I think it's just, like, really interesting because, you know, you have these two very different people coming from two very different perspectives, physically having to embody one another and understand what that means. And then also like a lot of the other main characters too are, um, you know, sort of like, I mean, I guess you would say like minority characters, you know, there's like a, there's literally like, I think in the movie, there's like a moment where they're running because they think that um, Vince Vaughn as Millie is trying to kill them. And fantastic. Yes. And uh, the one kid, he's like, you're black. I'm gay. We're going to die. <laughs> like, we're so <laughs> And which is, it's again, it's like such a, like a trope as subversive as horror can be. I think that there has been like a trope, especially in like mainstream horror of again, like killing your gays of uh, like black character is going to be like the first one who's going to die, you know, of um, things like that. So um, I did think that in a lot of ways, this movie like really took a lot of those tropes and sort of turned them on their head and even kind of took this idea of like, you know, the slasher movie and it's this killer and he's going after this, you know, teenaged girl but it, they're swapped. So like, it's, it's interesting because, you know, there's always something I think so very like hypersexualized about the slasher, especially when it comes to it's kind of like final girl, teenage protagonists. Um, and that's completely like turned on its head here because the killer is in the body of the, of the teenage girl. Um, and even like, it's interesting too, because I think even moments of like, so, you know, this guy, the butcher, Vince Vaughn's character, he's this, you know, sort of, like, intense predator, killer, cold-blooded, brutal murderer. Incredibly gory, this film. I really feel bad because I made mom watch it and I forgot how gory it was. <laughs> and she was very upset. <laughs> <laughs> we got to, like, that wine bottle scene in the opening and she was like, why are you making me watch this movie? And I was like, it's still funny, I swear. <laughs> really Fantastic. Good. I didn't know this. Yeah, she was so upset with me. I was like, just hang in there, I promise. It's gorgeous. Um, just hang in. You'll be okay. Hang in there. It'll be okay. Um, but no, it's interesting because then, like, when the butcher that is in Millie's body, the people that the butcher is going after are all of the people 
who have preyed on Millie in some way because yeah. Millie is this hyper vulnerable kind of person. She's, you know, like her family's kind of been immobilized by grief, things like that. But then on top of that, you know, she's like bullied at school and she doesn't fit in and she feels super awkward and people are super mean to her. And, you know, this character that in this teenage girl's body goes one by one to these people that prey on her and like brutally murders them, you know, up to and including, you know, she, um, like she, she's, well, Millie, Vince Vaughn as Millie, uh, is like kind of shits on those, those like jock guys. Um, <laughs> because they keep flirting with her now that she's like hot Millie. Which again also was hilarious to me because it felt like such a classic, like she's all that, where they just, like yeah. they change her hair slightly and take her glasses off or whatever, and like all of a sudden she's super hot. Um Oh, easy A when she's like walking yeah. around in boosties. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so. Like even it's it's like even less it's like they literally just like put her in a jeep like in a leather jacket and some lipstick. And they were like, Whoa. And everyone was like, Holy shit. <laughs> um it's the walk. yeah so, so like all of a sudden she's like garnering this male attention and she like makes fun of them for it and is like basically go fuck yourself i think the actual quote was to the one boy your touch makes this pussy drier than sandpaper which is such an incredible thing to say to another human and it made me you know he gets so mad that he decides he's gonna uh, like assault her and it, it made me think of like the um, Margaret, I think it's Margaret Atwood quote, where it's like, men are afraid that women will laugh at them. Women are afraid that men will kill them. And, you know, she makes this boy feel bad. And his reaction is to get a bunch of his friends, isolate this girl, and they're going to sexually assault her. I mean, he's literally yeah. like, there's three of us and you got three holes. Um, and like she, she turns it on and like murders all of them. So there is, I think, there's like a lot to unpack there. I'm like monologuing. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot to unpack, I think, as far as just like vulnerable people and then kind of flipping like that script of like who is vulnerable um, and what that means and like different people in different bodies and different sorts of mindsets around things and just sort of like general power dynamics between people. Um, I don't know. I think there's like a lot there and I think it's like very interesting and intriguing. And I think the movie does such an interesting, but like really fun, engaging job of kind of like exploring these things. But like, again, in a way that's like, it's fun. No, for sure. Um, so um, let's, I guess sort of back things up just for yeah, sorry. a little bit of a second. <laughs> I, no, ran, you're, you're, I ran through that whole, the whole plot of that film. <laughs> you're totally oh, yeah. fine. So let's, let's just sort of back things up for just a, a real quick second. So, so Freaky was released November 13th, 2020. Uh, it's an hour 42. It's rated R. It had a budget of 5 million. It grossed 15.9 million globally. Uh, not bad for, like, a horror film released in the pandemic. No, honestly. Mm -hmm. uh, it was written by Michael Kennedy and Christopher Landon, and it is directed by Christopher Landon, who also directed Happy Death Day and Happy Death Day to You, the mm -hmm. sequel. Mm -hmm. And uh, the cast includes, as the leads, Vince Vaughn as The Butcher and Catherine Newton as Millie. And the synopsis is after swapping bodies with a deranged serial killer, a young girl in high school discovers she has less than 24 hours before the change becomes permanent. Um, so obviously, Madeline uh, is familiar with the film <laughs> and also enjoys it very much. <laughs> uh, so, tell. Uh, dear why don't you uh, go ahead and talk with us a little bit, react to some of what Mad said. What did you think of the film? Uh, this was one that you and I had not seen, but I was interested in seeing. Yes. Um, so <laughs> funny story, actually. Um, when like this movie was advertised, I was like, yeah, <laughs> like I wasn't like, I wasn't that interested, you know, I was like, okay, whatever. It's, it's like another one of this, 
you know, it's great. We're doing another body swap movie. Fantastic. This time it's with horror and it's got Vince Vaughn in it. I mean, okay. <laughs> you know, it's like, whatever. But I really enjoyed this movie a lot. Like, it, it really um, went above my expectations. I mean, honestly, like, when your expectations are like, a, it's going to be a mid-movie, I was, like, pretty impressed, honestly. Um, a lot of the, the horror, I think, is great in this. It's it's definitely got a, a lot of the that good gore and that good, like, cringe feeling that, um, you know, a slasher movie is supposed to have. Um, and I think that... This, this movie is, like, it has a really good transition as well when they switch. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that they, they'd... Honestly, like, I prefer, I think, the switch personalities mm-hmm. versus the, like, the original ones. Like, I think that, I think that Vince Vaughn is, like, the strongest part of this entire movie. I, I agree. he's really selling you know, being Millie, being this teenage girl who has a crush on a boy, but is, like, now looks like this and like it's just kind of like what am I supposed to do with this and like trying to convince her friends that like she is who she says she is and and all of this and I think that and I don't I don't ever once you know get taken out of that and and being like oh yeah but this is Vince Vaughn yeah you know I think that I think that he's really just going a phenomenal and I think that I think that um the actor who plays Millie does a really great job is the butcher as well I think that it's probably her strongest of the two parts is is getting to you know being this this dominant force and and being a badass yeah. and getting to, to to murder and slash like i think that she's she's really selling that for me um but no i thought that this this movie was was really interesting i wasn't expecting um when you when you brought it up for for pride i was like i don't i don't get it you know <laughs> I don't understand. They're not, they're not singing about AIDS. I don't get it. (laughs) Um, But, but it is, it's a fascinating movie about, you know, about what it means, you know, your gender identity does not have to be, you know, your, your outward appearance. And I, I think that this movie is a great example of that. Yeah. Well, and go ahead. Oh, um, because neither of them aren't their authentic selves, you know, in either persona. I think that the, um, whichever they wherever they're supposed to be wherever their I guess consciousness is in body form um at that time it, it, the I think that the transitions are are completely seamless where um I believe that the the butcher is inside of Millie's body just as much as I believe mm-hmm. that Millie is inside of the butcher's body yeah no absolutely and and I think that um you know there's there's a brief period of time where where spoiler alert about the movie um there's a brief period of time where like millie is trying to get comfortable with the idea that she might just be stuck as this Mm -hmm. and i think that that starts to get into this really interesting place of like becoming comfortable with with this transition and identity yeah um and i think that it's also very interesting that you know the, the 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 love interest character doesn't like get yeah. weirded out by it, and it's not played for some sort of laugh no. in the sense of, oh, this is freakish. You know, in it in the outright sincere. sense, it, it has a lot no, of tenderness. Yes, yeah, it's very honest, and like he's totally like, yeah, that's you know, fine. and it's a little bit weird up front, yeah, but also like they're working through it. And yeah. it has that kind of energy to it, and it's very sweet, and it's very sensitive. And I well, think that... that... And I think it plays into this, too, because, like, again, you know, talking about pride and sort of, like, queer identity, like, I think, you know, again, you're right, like, it's the Millie in this new body, and, like, what does that mean? Then you have Booker, who's, like, her kind of, you know, love interest. And, yeah, like, he's not put off. It's almost, you know, kind of like a um you know like maybe like a a pansexual sort of like it doesn't it's not about the body it's about the person and like the person Mm -hmm. that he is interested in is Millie and it it doesn't matter what that package is Mm -hmm. um and so I think you know there's like a lot of really interesting things about like that as far as like gender and even sexuality are concerned um you know there's the her her friends and he gets like lulled away by one of the jocks and, 
it's like a total moment of like this kid is like obviously super super closeted um because he like pulls josh aside and is like yeah i think millie's over here and then like the second that he tries to kiss him and josh is like not into it he calls him like the f word like it's a full-on like super unaware and so it's like i think it is interesting because it's like they really go through and again, it's like very subtly, like they don't do it in this way that's like, we're talking about these issues. But I think that like all of these different people are in like a very authentic sort of realistic, you know, maybe minus the like mystical body swapping way, engaging with like varying forms of like gender identity and varying forms of like sexuality and what that means and looks like for them in their daily lives. No, absolutely. You know, it's kind of like... um like how Texas Chainsaw, you know, hits on a lot of topical content ideas at the time surrounding, you know, some of inflation and some of the shift toward big ag and and some of that sort of thing without really directly, you know, being about it, Mm -hmm. you know, in the same way that like District 9 is is so heavily about apartheid. Not that like District 9 is a bad movie, but like, it's really, it's really walloping you with that one. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, this lives very organically. Yeah. You know, very naturally, while also still being very fun. Yeah. You know, and that's the other thing about this movie that I think is also worth, you know, and you brought it up a little bit, and you brought it up a little bit. It is a very fun movie. And actually, this was another thing that I wanted to bring up. You know, you talked about Vince Vaughn being the linchpin, and him you know, doing better than, than Catherine Newton did. I think that Vince Vaughn had a clearer idea of what Millie in this uncomfortable body was mm-hmm. than what Catherine Newton had as an idea for Millie being uncomfortable in her own body. I agree. And I think that... Um, that's why she also sung with the butcher was because it was such a moment for her to sing just like Vince Vaughn didn't really sing as the butcher. He no. sung as Millie. No, and... Honestly, it was, it was, it was, um, him being a, like the straight of like any relationship is, is, is a hard, a hard one for, for Vince because he's has such a, such a depth of comic, you know, timing. And like, mm-hmm. he's been in so many comedies that that's trying to see him in like a dramatic serious like this is this person's gonna murder me kind of role is 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 not correct yeah <laughs> but, but like also too the thing that i really was impressed about with his performance was i think it also would have been so funny to almost be like camp i'm a teenage girl but it like did not feel like that at all like it felt very no. off, like very sincere like a sincere portrayal of this like girl who's dealing with like grief over the loss of her father and her family is in like this kind of like you know tragic place she's having like struggles with her mom and things like that and just like also just everyday vulnerable stuff in high school liking a boy and worrying whether or not he's gonna like you back and not doing well in class and he he handled all of it like so sincerely so i think that i gave it a little bit of thought and i was thinking about body swap performances um and out-of-body performances. And so I was thinking about, like, in the Jumanji, the recent Jumanji Mm -hmm. movies, which play so heavily into that trope. Yes. With Jack Black and with Aquafina. And I was thinking about even, like, Jamie Lee Curtis, who I think has great comedic chops as an actor. And I I was really thinking about some of the body swap performances that are are standouts, even, like, briefly in the Scooby-Doo movie. And I think, I think the reason that I I was like, who are, who are my standouts whenever I think of this kind of thing, who are my standouts as performers and it's comedians. And I think it's because so much of comedy is based in uh, a sort of universal subtext of pain, but also in character work. And I think that when you look at a body swap performance, you're ultimately trying to look through anything about the the physical to what's the universal experience of feeling out of place. 
And I think mm -hmm. that that's something that comedians are so able to tap into. And then it's build the character off of that. And I, I think agree. that that's why they're always so great at tapping into character work, good character work and building great body swap performances. Yeah. Because the best body swap performances are honestly from comedians. No, I think that that's completely fair. Oh, go ahead. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think that that's um, completely fair. Um, because honestly, like, also, you know, in, in comparing a lot of these body swap things, it's, it's usually like an older actor and a younger actor. And, and most times out of, out of those times, you know, it's more, the more seasoned actor who is, who is able to, to dig down to those depths and, and figure out this character, you know, in a, in a true way as a professional, instead of it mm -hmm. just being like a, you know, I, I've, I've been in a few things, you know, like, even I know what teenagers do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, oh, I just have to play awkward, you know, but, um, and I think that that's also where, to your point with, with the fact that like, he is a comedian and um, comedians in general, is the fact that they also have to do, they have to push themselves so much further than everyone else does because they have to stretch to do pretty much any character that's given to them and find a way to make that character funny or to build their own characters and to make those characters honest and true but still but funny. But, but still funny. And, um, you know, the problem with, with drama is you usually get put into the same positions all of the time where you don't get to stretch those, those opportunities because nobody sees you as, as a flexible, you know, mm -hmm. entity. Mm-hmm. You know. I definitely, I, I think comedy is much harder than drama, personally. Oh, always. always. <laughs> it, is, it is way harder to, to genuinely make people laugh than it is to make people cry. Uh, yeah. Sorrow is, is, is the, the easiest emotion to pull from because it's... It's, it's so the, universal. Yeah, and it's something that is the easiest emotion to pull from within, you know. You can, you can think about something that makes you sad and, like, the more you think about it, the sadder you'll get. But happiness, like, or... Um, being truly like funny and and open to to doing whatever and finding it takes. something that is funny not just to you but to the crowd exactly exactly no um and again you, you know you're not ever going to be funny to to everyone you know not everyone's style of comedy is funny to everyone but it is a it's like a muscle that yeah. you have to figure yeah. out um so Another thing that I wanted to bring up was, you know, I, I mentioned that Landon had done, um, uh, Happy Death Day, which mm -hmm. is like Groundhog's Day meets a slasher. Yeah. And this is kind of, you know, free, well, not kind of, it it's is Freaky, literally Friday Freaky Friday meets, meets a, slasher. a slasher. Yeah. Um, is there any other kind of trope before we, we kind of, you know, buckle off, I guess, to too much of the serious conversation. Uh, is there any kind of um, other trope that comes to mind that you think would work really well for some sort of horror slasher thing? That, like, hasn't been um, done already? That could be a good comedy horror slasher hybrid. Yeah. Well, that's really think... difficult. That fits into that sort <laughs> of 80s vein, I guess, of... of um, like a rom-com. I want like a really solid rom-com slasher. Is that, is that okay. a thing? Has anyone done that? You know, I don't know, but I like it like a final girl and boy. Or, yeah. or, or like a final couple in general. Yeah. You know, maybe. it's like a meet cute over a murder. Yeah. Or maybe they're like both that. the murderers. Oh, that's an interesting Ooh, or that. Hmm. See, I was thinking um, War Games meets Terminator. Okay. As like a, a teen slasher kind of thing. See, my brain really latched onto the 80s, and you were like, comedy, 80s, but a slasher. And I was like, The Goonies? Oh, Here. interesting. Yeah, interesting. The Goonies treasure slasher. Hunt, treasure Hunt slasher, interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. slasher. <laughs> He just in the in the parade scene where he's like dancing. It's in the, the principal. He's finally <laughs> had enough. I mean, to be honest, there were moments in that film where where I would understand yeah. if he became homicidal. Yeah, 
The principal? Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's fair. He's constantly trying to get Ferris. But yeah. He's like running off and doing other things. It's a, it's a little bit of like a pathological obsession there, maybe. You know, like it's. Yeah. Well, and um, honestly, if we went with the if we went with like the War Games Terminator slasher kind of thing, we could even kind of also tap into like a weird science thing where we send you know like a like a hyper sexy robot mm. that also kills as like a part of this sort of slasher <laughs> thing. Like an Austin Powers robot. Yeah, like a yeah, like a fembot kind of thing. Yeah. That's right. Well, that's how she. Very weird them in. science where she comes out, you know, in the in the in the crop top. Yeah. 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 In the, the fog. Yeah. <laughs> Bring out the smoke machine, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I guess uh, out of uh, another last question that I did want to ask real quickly, out of all of the Freaky Friday stories, how does this Freaky Friday story rank for y'all? Like out of all the movies and stuff? Yeah, out of out of all the body swap freaky, actually, let's keep it specific. Out of all the Freaky Friday movies, yeah, you know the original, the Lindsay Lohan, Jamie Lee Curtis, and Freaky. You know how how would you rank those three? I, I think Freaky might honestly be my favorite. Although I think second favorite would be the Lindsay Lohan one. It's and the so... original coming in hard last. It's, it's the original <laughs> good, but there's something super corny about this. Lohan one that I enjoy. I think um, for me, I I don't disagree with your ranking. I think for me, it's maybe close to a tie on Freaky and the Lindsay Lohan Freaky Friday, if only just okay. because for me, I think Jamie Lee Curtis She's fucking selling is it! just <laughs> so good. Like, Lindsay Lohan is doing fine. She's doing mom Jamie fine. Lee Curtis is doing it and so i think that that's but i but i don't disagree with your ranking um well i think that my ranking doesn't necessarily equal my star score for them that's fair but like i've i love <laughs> the jamie lee curtis one it's good. So, it's so, good. so much like it's what it, you grew up on oh yeah it has a soft spot you know Lindsay Lohan's harsh highlights. It's it's a good time. She's in a band. It's fantastic. It's it's completely say, the, the like early two thousands. Prime Lohan years for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, she's doing. It's one of her best roles, honestly. Like she's yeah. of of all other than like Mean Girls. That's Lindsay, right? Oh my god. Yes. Yeah. It is. And, and Parent Trap. Gotta love Parent Trap. Uh, oh yes, confessions yes, yes. of a teenage drama queen. I think that that's like oh, the, yeah. the lowest, the lowest. Herbie <laughs> fully loaded. Oh no, that's on the bottom. <laughs> oh wow. Oh gosh, that puppet of a car. Um, oh yeah. Yeah no, absolutely fantastic. Justin Long is in that movie. Oh, oh my no, god. He's not. Yeah. yeah he is. <laughs> Rough. But like, I do still like really enjoy this movie as well. But like, you know, nostalgia, nostalgia came in hard and was like. <laughs> that's, fair. that's very fair um so i guess if you if you had to rank or if you had to give a not rank but if you had to give freaky a score out of five what would you give it mad i mean i'm not gonna say that i think it's like the best movie ever made but i, I honestly like i give it a solid like 4.5 out of five i think it's I, I would say arguably it's like close to like a perfect film. I mean, I, I don't know. I know that seems like really tough, but like, I just, I think it's really good. I think it's funny. I think it's fun. I think it's, um, I love, like, I, it's, I think it does such a good job of straddling multiple genres in a way, though, that doesn't make it ever feel weird. Um, I don't know. I just, I really like it. I know I'm always like, I liked that movie, but I fucking like it. <laughs> so, there you go. Uh, wonderful. Dear, um, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna do the same. I think I'm gonna do a four and a half. Um, I agree. I think that this movie isn't perfect, but I think that it's 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 having a lot of fun, and it's it's exactly like what I needed from this movie. I, because it could have it could have gone so much further and you know been a bigger thing, but I think that it would have lost a lot of its heart. I agree. At that point, yeah. 
and I just, it's just, it's a, it's a fun blast. Like it's, it's a, it's a Vince Vaughn role. I haven't seen Vince Vaughn in anything really in a, in a while. And it was, it was refreshing and nice to see him mm-hmm. again. Yeah. I was like, oh good. You, you, you're still doing it. Thank yeah. goodness. I thought he like retired for a second there. He's just like hanging out and being rich. Um, <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll go on a, I'll, I'll, I'll go for a four and a half out of five. Uh, the last thing that I saw Vince Vaughn in was True Detective Season 2, and I really liked him mm. in that. Um, I always think about him uh, wrenching off that guy's grill with a set of pliers. Oof. Um, and uh, that's that's a scene from Season 2 that's really seared into my brain. And, uh, yeah. and Vince Vaughn doesn't stand out as like a sore thumb in that scene. You know? That's, that's um, good. And... Um, as far also as um, as the movie overall, you know, I, I think that it's it's super fun. I think that it's super engaging. I think that it's very interesting. I think that it finds an interesting place to, to go with the slasher. You know, it finds another one of those little, weird little pocket areas, kind of like April Fool's Day oh, or something fair. like yeah. that, um, where it's it's a slasher but it still does something interesting with it. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's, it's it's doing all of the tropes, but also doing them with a twist that is unexpected and mm-hmm. honestly, you know, at this point, kind of refreshing. Yeah. And I think yeah. that it also, um, it kind of, for me, hit a little bit of the same sweet spot as like Mirror Mirror. I was thinking almost, about that movie when you Which is another about, almost kind of, I think, queer-coded yes, horror film as yes. well. I was going to bring that one up, and then I completely mm-hmm. forgot about it, because yeah. I was I was excited that you had also said to Taint. We'd been just, yeah. all right, you know, get out and of my so mind. And so I think that it also <laughs> had that same sort of sweet spot of, of, um, of really interesting, you know, uh, queer-coded horror teen slasher things. I think that it was really interesting, and, and I had a good time with it. Yeah, honestly. And and it's it's gnarly. The kills are so good. It, no, it's so gory. It's so gross. Yeah, like, it's, it's really good. It's really it's so good, good stuff. It's really good makeup work. Big fan. I really, yeah. I honestly thought that this movie was going to go, like, more into, like, the comedy side of this, and oh, it was no. going to be, like, hokey when it came to the, mm-hmm. the gore. They go and hard. I was, like, I was genuinely shocked when I, when the first person died. I was like, "Oh, oh, we're that serious. series of deaths is oh my god, horrific." It almost feels like they're trying to make you laugh in discomfort. I know. Like, it really almost feels like they're well, trying to get you. Well, and I also wonder to... too if there were like people going to be coming into this thinking it's a Vince Vaughn movie and like <laughs> <laughs> really rock their shit. Watch mm-hmm. a murder. Yeah. Brutal murder. <laughs> um, well, I guess with all that out of the way, uh, we should move into the end of the show. Uh, so, first off, I guess what we're watching, uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and start. Uh, I, last night, went and saw, with friend of the show Nick Delgadillo, Marcel the Shell with shoes on. Sorry. And so <laughs> I got to go to a really kick-ass theater called... Uh, the Independent Picture House here in Charlotte. It is a non-profit movie theater that does independent and art house and international cinema. And they opened up this week and I got to go and see Marcel the Shell there. It was a great time. Um, I will write up my full review, which will be available the week that the movie comes out. I haven't figured out the, the specific release date yet. I'm still writing my review, but that's the week of July 15th. So be on the lookout for my review of Marcel the Shell with shoes on. Um, really... I want to know real quick though, like they can't see it. Thumbs up, thumbs down. How we feeling about it? How we feeling about it? Okay, good. All right, cool. (laughs) I wanted to know. Plot twist. They were thumbs down. And that was the reaction. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Good. Yes. (laughs) That's what I wanted. Yes. Um, (laughs) uh, But Matt, what have what have you been watching lately? 
Um, okay, so actually recently I watched the, um, I don't know if you've seen Vampire from 1932. Mm -hmm. um, and again, I guess kind of speaking about queer horror, um, but you know, that's like loosely based off of uh, Camilla, which I don't know if you've ever read that. Um, it predates, which is, again, I read that recently. Um, it predates uh, Dracula by like quite a bit. Yes, 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 yes. I do remember you talking about this. Yeah, and so, um, and it's definitely very, like, queer horror, both, like, the novel and then, obviously, like, the movie itself, um, and so I, I watched that recently, like, which I, I loved it, fantastic film, V-A-M-P-Y-R, definitely recommend, uh, giving that a go, it was really, really good, um, so I watched that recently and really enjoyed it, um, other things I guess I've been watching recently, uh, bum 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 bum, oh, uh, Miss Marvel, which I think is, fucking adorable. I think it's really cute. I think it's, it's precious. I think she's adorable. Um, so I, I watched that and enjoyed it. And then what's another thing that I guess I watched recently? Well, oh, I saw the new Jurassic World movie. This is my oh. ring. <laughs> I mean, I'm not shocked. <laughs> Guys, it was the opposite of Marcel the show. Yeah, it was, it was thumbs, thumbs up. up. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Disgusting. Um, yeah, <laughs> not even, not even Jeff Goldblum can save that for me. It was, Oof. but I just, I, we were like tooling around outside and we were all really hot. So we were like, let's go watch a movie. And then like next one that was available was that. And we were like, well, I guess here we're going to we watch go. this. <laughs> we live in Texas. So here we I go. Guess this is it. <laughs> um, so yes, I did see that. I partially ashamed to share this information, but I did see that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, dear, what have, what have you seen lately? Um, well, we finished up the, the first part of Stranger, Stranger Things. Things 4, yeah. Oh, yeah. Also that. I saw that. Yeah. Oh, think? yeah. Oh, yeah. We've, yeah, I've really, really liked season it, 4 a lot, yeah. Um, I've got a lot of theories. I'll be curious to see what happens with the last two episodes. Yeah. I, I honestly think that season four for me is the strongest since season one. Yeah. No, honestly, I thought I'm that, in the same place. I thought that season three was, was as, as much as I love the, the new characters that we got, I thought that the, the storyline itself didn't, didn't hit as hard as, as this yeah. one has. Ruined Hopper. Oh yeah. my gosh. Waste of a character. And I think that they've they've really found some some interesting things to do. And I also like the fact that they they've started like tying things back to the original storyline, which is like who is eleven and like how did this all start? Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Really answering, I guess, the questions, you know. And you know, I'm sure that you could ask the question that they have to spin their wheels. And I guess you could honestly come back and say you know, did did they know that this was where they wanted to go initially? And I think that maybe not. I don't, I don't think so, but yeah. I think that they figured, I think that they got a strong, like, head of steam with this yeah. season. Yeah. You know, I think that season three was like a meandering mind season, and then they were like, oh, yeah. this is this Two is and three. Go. Two and three both had a lot of, like, meanders. Some worked, yeah. some didn't, and it feels like now by season four, we've kind of honed in on something more specific. I agree. Yeah. We've gotten our we've gotten our chess pieces where we want. Them and to also, be. I think that they've gone and tapped back into King a little bit more strongly again. I agree. Whereas with two and three, they wandered into some of their other influences, and I don't know that they they hit those influences as hardly. Whereas in season one and in season four, I think that both of them, to me, feel much heavier. King yeah. and 80s yeah. horror. I agree. Um, whereas like some of four and some of, or some of three and some of two feel like Cameron and Spielberg and a little yeah. bit more blockbustery, which is fine. I but I think that um, it doesn't hit as hard as, as that, no. that King season, which is season one. And I think a little bit more of, of this new season, season four. I agree. Well, I think that King is just, like, a very, um, he's really good at writing, like, intimate stories about, you know, humans, like, real people who are having, like, tough experiences, and, like, the world also is having, like, you know, chaos thrown at them in every way, shape, and form, and, like, you know, dramatic and, and you know, out-of-this-world 
effects are happening but like i think that it's still very grounded and honest whereas i think that you know when you go into the the big blockbuster things now you have to make it you know you have to to tone all of that stuff kind of down to 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 leave room for the spectacle of it yeah Yeah. (laughs) Um, also this season popularized kate bush's uh, yeah. Which, like, Hounds of Love is, like, one of my favorite albums ever. So when I found out that, like, everyone was popping off with that song, I was like, fuck yes. Kate no, Bush, it's a jam. Love <laughs> um, Very exciting. Well, she gets I, those royalties, man. Like, do it. I mean... <laughs> uh, no, yeah, like, uh, I, I saw you know some there there are all sorts of you know varying estimates that you see all sorts of places over the internet but i mean without a doubt she's she's definitely seeing fatter checks whatever the agreement is she's definitely seeing fatter checks this is is how i want my my singing career to go i just want to make one banging song and then have some show like stranger things just like light that thing on fire and just like watch it fly Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but I guess goals, man. Uh, there's there was one last thing that I wanted to do in in today's show, which was since we have a friend of the show on, uh, since we created the friend of the show questionnaire, we had to we had to crack it out. Uh, so even though you've been on before, you haven't been on since the the questionnaire came on, and so essentially it's very simple. There are currently only ten questions on the questionnaire. Okay. I pick five at random <clears throat> in any order. Um, okay. And uh, then I ask them and, and, and you answer them. I'm going to eventually add on more questions, but currently there are just 10. If I don't uh, answer correctly, do I get like an electric shock or something? Like what? Uh, the, the, the bridge here? drops out, you know, Monty Python <laughs> style. Okay. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. So just like spread your legs real good. Okay? Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Cool. So, I got them. Uh, here are your questions from the official Film Buds friend of the show questionnaire. Woo! So, what's the first movie you remember crying in? Oh, fuck. Land Before Time. Oh, okay. Nice. You had that one ready. <laughs> wow. In the chamber. That Boom. one was... Easy. Nice. <laughs> that movie ruined my life. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. No, that's uh, that was a good answer. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Wasn't prepared. Uh, <laughs> what's your favorite scene in a movie? Oh, fuck, that's really hard. Um, shit. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. There are so many really good ones. Uh, was my sarcastic to- answer last time the Shrek taking a bath scene? Every so he jokingly like I t- had to take the questionnaire and every answer he gave when he was like answering the questions was related to the Shrek movie. Okay, mm-hmm. I like that. <laughs> um, any scene from the movie Minions? Just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's the uh, eyes. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to think of. Um, okay, I don't know if it's like one of my. I can't, I don't think I can actually pick like a favorite scene, but um, I think probably one of my favorite scenes is um, in every, uh, what is it, everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, Towards the end when she's talking to her daughter in the parking lot, you know, when her daughter like wants to, I don't know, I guess spoiler alert, if you um, have not seen the movie, but her daughter basically becomes like this infinite being and she's just like tired of existing and she just wants her mom to like let go so she can stop existing and like that scene between the two of them where it's just like total acceptance and like yes life is hard but um you know like you find the people that matter to you and that you care about and you push forward and wanting to have her daughter there with her um and like i don't know them flashing through like all of the different iterations of themselves and um past and present and future like all of it and i don't know it's just like that although frankly like that whole that whole fucking movie could be like my favorite scene like it's so fucking good also a film that i cried in (laughs) there you go (laughs) check check ties into the first question that movie um made me ball my eyes out 
and also laugh so hard because there's it's like such a film of like deep sorrow and intense joy um which is like life so yeah honestly yeah. i was gonna totally ruin that why being like a, your your favorite scene is that when they're just rocks right i mean yes i did really like <laughs> I loved the rock scene, and also I really liked the world where you had like a hot dog <laughs> fingers and then there was like ketchup and mustard happening. Absolutely incredible. Fucking loved it. I loved that they would like pick things up with their feet. Yeah, I mean, you you would. It was great. I, mean, I loved yeah. it. Uh, next, if you could have any job in film, television, or streaming production, what job would you want? I can have any job. Um, I mean, I, I think of yeah, myself as like a writer and I think I would like to do like script writing, like film writing, that kind of thing. Um, it's something I've always been interested in that I think I would enjoy doing. Um, if not, I think if there was like something else that was like not writing related, cause maybe that's a little bit of like a gimme since I write. Um, I don't know. I think directing film would be like really cool. I mean, I'm sure everyone's like, I want to direct a movie. I can do that. But I really do think it'd be fun <laughs> to, like, I don't know, kind of be the person who, like, or really gets to, like, take all these sort of disparate pieces and mold them together into something that's, like, a cohesive vision. I think that would be mm-hmm. hard, but I, would, I think I'd enjoy the challenge. What job wouldn't you want? Um, like, the, uh, like a grip. <laughs> Or like a boom operator? Or, yeah, oh, yeah. Like a, whatever. Yeah. Something that involves the like upper body strength would be. Well, honestly, uh, they're, yeah, they're just holding it there. Yeah, like uh, anything that yeah involves holding things like that, I would probably really hate. Um, I don't know, maybe craft services, only because I've worked like doing uh, catering and that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, <laughs> so I don't know if I want to do that again. That's fair. Uh, last question. If you were hosting this show for one episode, what movie or movies would you talk about? Hmm. Shit, um, that you guys haven't talked about? Yeah. I mean, I yeah. guess. So many. Um, okay, uh, let me think. What's, like a, what's something that you guys haven't talked about? Quick, read off a list of every film you've ever discussed or mentioned on this show. <laughs> We'd be here for like another two hours. Um. Oh fuck! Have you guys ever talked about Hocus Pocus? I'm not a clue. Honestly, I don't think so. I would talk about that corny shit. It was a seminal childhood experience for me. <laughs> and Heck yeah, absolutely. I would talk about. I would talk about Hocus Pocus. Okay. No, that's a good call. Um. I guess honestly, that was that was pretty much all that I had in plan for the show. So I guess honestly, without without much further ado, uh, Mad, I'll give you a little platform. Promote yourself. Tell the people where they should where they should go. Find you. Read your work, etc. I mean, yeah. So again, uh, Screen Rant. You can find me on there. I occasionally pen some stuff for them. Um, I have like my, you can, you know, go to, you can go to madelainedavis.com and you can read some of my incredible business writing, but also again, you can like catch all my podcast appearances, I guess on here, <laughs> all my podcast appearances on this one show. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're the only show that matters. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, so you can, you know, see all that and some like other stuff. Um, some of my like creative writing and stuff is all linked on through there. Um, so yeah, I don't know, uh, that those places, those places and in person, but maybe it actually, unless you, I know you don't come find me, that would be, I'm not into that. So thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Noted. Don't, no editing involved at all. We're good good here. Um, (laughs) Don't, don't stalk Madeline. (laughs) Please. (laughs) We have it on record that she officially said. Not into it. Don't. <laughs> no. So uh, if you would, wouldn't mind, maybe not. <laughs> Please and thank you. Dear, do you have any any final thoughts for the for the listeners? Um, 
no, I guess um, this is our, our last day of Pride. So um, this has been this has been a fun month, you know, getting to, to get a watch a, as usual. You always do such a good job of, of finding movies that are, you know, really encompassing of a theme. And I think that we really did that with this month as well. Um, even even finding, you know, this this fun little pocket genre movie um, with Freaky. I think that, you know everything is so interconnected and all of the, all of our stories are, you know, they touch everybody's. So this, this movie had so many layers, just like so many of the other movies that we watch, you know, they're not just about the queer identities. They're also, you know, about love and family and in friendship and, you know, discovery. And it's, 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 it's so wonderful to get to, to, to go into a, a, a world that we don't get to, to visit that often in this medium and really focus on it and really let it shine and i'm excited about about next month as well you know always excited for for our fancy themes yeah um no very well said um pride month was a lot of fun i really really enjoyed it um you know we i i grew up vaguely knowing you know a few different people you know, who at like, like the time that I met them, no one out and out said that like they were on on the queer spectrum in some capacity. Um, but like we also got to go to like a very special school. We went to a high school and arts magnet arts. school. <laughs> um, that was that was a very lovely, very um, eye opening, you know, sort of one of a kind experience. Um, that was very grounded in a lot of, of sensitivity and awareness of, of other people um, and was also very expressive and very openly expressive of every identity that you wanted to put out there. Yeah. Um, and I think that that was, that was a very exciting um, and, and safe place. And I think that that really highlights for me, the value of creating safe spaces in education for children to be children and figure out who they are as autonomous beings. And, um, and pride is all about figuring out who you are. Yeah. Yeah. And being proud of it. Mm -hmm. I agree. Oh, also just to like tag on to, uh, I just kind of like guest discussion of like that, but also an incredible, incredible, um, show that I highly recommend that definitely kind of like, I think perfectly ties into this idea of like queer identity, whatever that kind of queer identity is and like being able to grow into yourself and learn to express that child or otherwise. Our flag means death. Mm, I'm mm -hmm. absolutely fucking obsessed with that show. I've like rewatched it like two or three times now. Um, it's, it's incredible. It's such, such like a lovely what I I didn't really know a lot about it going into it um and I kept thinking like oh this is just gonna be like some queer baiting um and it is not and it's just such a beautiful lovely romance and uh, ex like exploration of gender and just and also it's funny as fuck um like a way teeny man good shit uh so yes I'm, I'm also, I guess, plugging that show. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. But watch it. Everybody should watch it. Literally everyone. Do it. Yeah. Um, but that's that's all that I have for y'all. Thank you again for, for complimenting the lineup of Pride Month. If you didn't know already, you know, if this is your first episode of our Pride Month, we did all the way back to 1919 up until now. It was all pretty much in chronology all kind of across the board and in, in what was presented. Uh, the first two are a little bit out, but for the most part it is. Um, but it, it was a lot of different content. It was a good month. Next month is going to be our summer themed month. Uh, if you're a part of our newsletter, you know it's coming next month. Uh, for those who don't know, I will say that next week we're doing uh, our 4th of July episode, and we're, we're, we decided to go in a little bit of a different direction on 4th of July this, this year, and uh, there's no pomp, there's no circumstance, there is no fireworks. 
uh, I decided that it was time to talk about America and what it is to be a responsible, engaged, civic citizen. And so on my 4th of July episode next week, really selling this. You uh, are. <laughs> we're going to be doing all the president's men and do oh, the shit. right thing. <laughs> all right. Yeah. All right. So buckle up for next week, everyone. <laughs> I mean, you're still selling it. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> wow. Uh, but definitely tune in for it. It's going to be fun all the same. I mean, we're oh, going to yeah. talk about how weird young Dustin Hoffman is. Um, it's the hair. <laughs> it's just, it's really weird to see him. <laughs> I think it's because I just saw too much old Dustin Hoffman growing up, but we'll get into that next week. That's fair. Uh, in the meantime, check out all of our, our previous Pride Month episodes. Check out Madeline on Screen Rant, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.